Welcome to Artful Aging with your host, Amy. Are you a senior or a caregiver of a senior looking for support and direction? Best-selling author, educator, and expert in senior living, Amy Friesen, is here with the help you need while providing you with an important and valuable support network. So now, please welcome the host of Artful Aging, Amy Friesen. Good morning, everyone. I'm Amy Friesen, and this is Artful Aging with Amy. We're live on Bold Brave TV. Intellectually, we all know that we should be eating a well-balanced diet full of nutrients, minerals, healthy fat, and all of the rest. In fact, many of us have been learning this and taught this throughout our whole lives. Consider your brain is always on. Therefore, it needs a steady flow of fuel to operate optimally. Optimally. <laughs> Think of the brain as a car. So if you don't fuel your car with the proper gas, it's not going to run as efficiently. Sure, it's going to run, but you're still setting yourself up for more problems and issues along the way as that kind of the gas does not treat your car properly and things start to erode. Joining me today is Julie Gervais. Julie is a holistic nutritionist and a certified brain health coach. Prior to her studies in nutrition, Julie earned an undergraduate degree in psychology and a master's degree in theology. She worked for numerous years in the mental health field within the multidisciplinary environment, where she learned that each person is a complex system and with mental, physical, and spiritual needs that needed to be addressed in order to reach fulfillment and happiness. Little did she know that her experience in mental health field in combination with her interest for social matters would lead to her nutrition, where she would finally combine all of her interests. So welcome, Julie. Thanks so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm thrilled that you're here. And like I said, we're all learning about this stuff all the time. So let's let's answer some questions and give some extra information to our audience. So, Julie, one thing that I hear quite often is that nutritious meals are not tasty and they're too long to prepare. Let's squash this misconception right out of the gates. Could you help us with this? Absolutely. Okay, so first of all, when I talk to my clients, I kind of remove the word nutritious meals and I talk about balanced meals. So a lot of, especially aging clients, um, like, you know, my, my parents' generation, they nutritious so like sounds complicated it sounds like i need to spend a lot of time in the kitchen and um i really demystify that and i say no no we're not talking we're talking about just making sure you're getting all the nutrients you need doesn't have to be complicated it just needs to be balanced we're, we're all familiar with and we all kind of know how important it is to have a life to have balanced moods and I just talk about having balanced meals. So it's really, um, and when I'm talking about balanced meals, I'm talking about specifically three macronutrients. Like you mentioned it briefly uh, in the introduction, and those are proteins, healthy fats, and complex carbohydrates. Okay. And when I'm talking about complex carbohydrates, I'm talking about carbohydrates like fruits and vegetables. Uh, you know, grains, but that are rich in fiber, okay? And there's a reason for that. We'll talk about that later. But really, we want to be balancing those three macronutrients so we can balance the blood sugar. So it's, so yes, we're talking about nutrition. These are the three nutri nutrients that we want to be focusing on. 
protein, healthy fats, and carbohydrates, but it can be very, very simple. Doesn't need to take a lot of time in the kitchen. Um, most of my most of my clients are moms and caregivers. Okay, and they don't have time. They have kids. They have a life. I have three kids of my own. I've got my own business. I've it's and I have aging parents as well. So I am busy. I don't have time to spend in the kitchen. So I always talk about simplicity. Um, there's there's different kinds of nutri- nutritionists. Okay, there's some nutritionists are uh, specialized in vegetarian. They're more or keto or maybe a paleo diet. And these are words that we're hearing more and more that are people are familiar with. They don't always know what they mean, but we hear them a lot, right? The keto diet, paleo diet. I do not focus on any specific diet. I'm a very practical nutritionist. That's what I like to call myself, very practical, and which means it as simple as possible because most of us don't have time. So I think I think a lot of <clears throat> the, our generation of caregivers right now, so let's say <clears throat> about 45 to 65-ish caregivers for adult or uh, aging parents, a lot of them are stuck in that mind trap of the dieting. I, I'm going to call it fads, but I'm going to say the whole kind of gamut, right? You know, and not all of them are concentrating, like you said, on balance, right? It, it's more so low carb or you know, high fat or whatever, right? Like keto and different things like that. And I think that that's probably complicated what everybody thinks is nutrition or balanced nutrition because they go from one one thing, so um, one type of diet that maybe worked that didn't work, then they down the way and then they change and they try something else and it gets very, very complicated. And I think maybe that's where everything has got a little bit muddy, um, so let's let's continue this conversation, Julie. We're going to take a break and we're going to talk a little bit more about what our body and our mind actually need for balanced nutrition. So after the break, we will see you. This is Artful Aging with Amy. Hi and welcome back. So habit formation is a process where we make behaviors automatic. So think about brushing your teeth or shedding, how these habits happen every day, pretty much. Um, and that they're automatic and you don't have to think about it. So how do we get habits baked in for nutrition? It's quite helpful to have habits in all areas of your life, whether it's work or home or your personal personal life and how you operate your body. So Julie, could you maybe share with us why it's important to build habits around food as well and give an example about how we go about doing this? Yes, of course. Um, as you mentioned, habits, it's all about making something more automatic, right? And I truly believe it's important when it comes to food to making it a habit. So we, so it clears up space in our heads, right? It just, it's just, you just do it. And, um, so for me, it's, and I support my clients in that, like my whole, um, my whole, the whole services I offer is really about supporting my clients and creating those habits because that's where people struggle. They struggle with that. So a healthy habit, it's, um, it prevents you from basically grabbing something that like at the last minute because you're hungry. And usually when you're hungry, it's because your blood sugar low. Okay. And then you don't always make the best decisions at that time. 
Um, you're panic eating almost, you're, you're right? Like you're in, you you yeah. want to bring that blood sugar up, right? And we, we tend to grab something sweet, something that will bring it up quickly, obviously, but we'll also bring it right back down. And that's what we don't want. So by having these healthy habits in place, um, when it comes to food, is it prevents that. It just prevents those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I have to eat something, right? And um, how do you do that in the kitchen? <sighs> really, it's all about having these recipes that you enjoy. You don't have to have a hundred recipes. You can have just like five recipes, seven recipes that you know you enjoy that are unique. And you include that in your routine on a weekly basis. Um, that's really what it's all about. So it's putting like, you know, those two, three breakfast ideas that you enjoy and knowing that on a Monday or like Sunday afternoons, you will be preparing for Monday and Tuesday's breakfast. And same thing with, you know, snacks. You find a time during the week that you know you have maybe a chunk of time. Usually for me, it's Sunday afternoons. It can be different for everybody. And you prepare those snacks for the week. You can freeze them as well. Um, but the key is really about finding those recipes that you enjoy, the foods that you enjoy, and just repeating it, being the process week after week. And that's a I know that. It's Sorry, go ahead. Simple. No, I was just going to say that's just it's about keeping it simple. What you want to make sure is always, always is it balanced? Do I have my three macronutrients? Am I getting my protein, healthy fats and carbohydrates in all the meals and snacks that you're eating? I know that once um, I get into those habits of meal prep or even thinking about what's going on or even just using, and we're going to talk about apps and things later, but using one of my apps to, to schedule out the week, I found a really interesting way to do it, especially because I'm a business owner as well. Right. And I find that, you know, like you said, habits free up your mind space. And that is super valuable because people don't realize how much mind space they're taking up with trying to remember to eat right and try to remember to prep this. But once you get going, yes, for the first bit, it's going to, you know, you're going to have to try to remember or write it down or put on a uh, an alarm or something like that. But eventually the plan is to get that ingrained so that you stop thinking about it. Right. And, but, you know, habits can be very difficult to form up because they take a little bit of a, you know, you have to get a running start. You have to get the momentum. Right. Yeah. And for that, to help people create habits, I've got a, a kind of a system in place where I, you, ideally, what you want to be doing is actually connecting this new habit to something that you're already doing, right? Um, for example, like, let's say you have your coffee, in, like, let's say, I don't know, you have your coffee in the morning. That's something that you're already doing. It's consistent. Every morning you have your coffee, but you know, you've got, okay, for it, like supplements or you've got, uh, um, you've got this smoothie that you want to prepare, you make sure that, okay, after my coffee, I'll just have my smoothie. Or it's just taking something that you're already doing and adding something else to it. A lot of my clients take supplements, for example, I, I and they forget about taking them because that's another way to kind of make sure that your nutrients that you want, especially for aging clients. Sometimes 
they're picky. Sometimes they they have their eating habits already in place and they're not getting all the nutrients they need. So we sometimes need to supplement and they forget to take their supplements. But then it's again, let's let's connect that new habit with something that you're already doing. So that way you can, you know, it, it just eases the process. The uh, nutritional habits too would be beneficial and helpful, I would uh, suppose, to balance blood sugar. So maybe you could tell us why it's important to balance blood sugar, even if you're not diabetic. Um. Yes, absolutely. You don't want to wait to be diabetic. You don't want to wait to be even diagnosed as pre-diabetic to start, you know, um, making blood sugar priority, balancing that blood sugar being a priority because your blood sugar is intimately connected to your mental health. If your blood sugar is going like this, your mental health, your moods will be, do, will be doing this as well. So you want to be balancing that blood sugar as much as possible, even in children. Like this, this should start as, as possible. You want to learn how to balance blood sugar. And the best way to do that is learning how to balance those macronutrients. As I mentioned earlier, you want to make sure in all your meals that you, you're getting some protein, that you're getting those healthy fats and that fiber, because each macronutrient has its role to play. So protein are the building blocks of feel-good chemicals that you need every day to feel happy, to, to focus, to remain calm when things are stressful. Okay, those are those feel good chemicals that our body builds, but we need building blocks for to build those chemicals. And protein is one of those building blocks, okay? The healthy fats, you wanna be getting them because your brain is mostly made out of fat. So you need those healthy fats for brain health. And it's also a very um, good source of energy. So it when you're getting energy from healthy fats, the energy that you're getting is will last you a lot longer than if you're getting energy from glucose, which comes from the carbohydrates. So that's another reason for the healthy fats. And then you get the carbohydrates and carbohydrates. It's lots of fiber. You want to get fiber in those carbs. So fruits and vegetables, because that helps to balance the blood sugar. The fiber helps to balance the blood sugar. I find that a lot of people too, because like I said, there's so many people that have done different diets or different eating are terrified of fats. I know that even when I've talked about it with my parents, because they're not of that generation, they, you know, it started for them, but that's so counterintuitive to what they've learned so that to try to, to, to re reframe it. So let's head out for a break, Julie, let's pose this question to our audience. Do you have healthy habits that you've put in order to make your lifestyle a little bit healthier? Consider maybe what those are, write them down and see if you can elaborate on them a little bit. After the break, we will continue this conversation. We'll see you in a few. Hello, and welcome back to Artful Aging with Amy. Many of the folks watching today are listening to today's conversation for um, how to, to care for their aging parents, trying to get tips and tricks. Many have concerns that their aging loved ones are not eating properly. There's definitely um, a scenario called tea and toast syndrome, which is also what my company's called, as many of you know, is tea and toast. And one of the reasons is, is that tea and toast, although it's comfortable and easy, 
if somebody's eating that too often, that's going to cause some significant issues. And I actually log up to how to maximize your tea and toast because there's definitely ways to add these um, nutrients that Julie's talking about into tea and toast that are super easy. Um, so you can definitely see that over at the Artful Aging with Amy um, site. But for now, Julie, can, how can we support our aging parents' eating habits and make sure that they're getting these specific nutrients to support their brain health? Okay, so first thing you want, well, as I mentioned earlier, um, you don't you don't want to remove what they already enjoy. So you want to start instead of just making sure you're adding the nutrients to what they're already eating. So if they enjoy their tea and toast, fine. Let's let's just make sure that we're those proteins, we're adding the healthy fats and the fiber that they need to that tea and toast. Okay. So it once again, it's all about keeping it simple, remaining in like and having the whole foods in your like you want to be avoiding the processed foods as much as possible. So when you're focusing on whole foods, you are getting more protein you're getting more healthy fats and more fiber and you're avoiding the chemicals and the bad fats that you want to be avoiding for your brain health. So to answer your question, how to support your aging parents in their eating habits, keep it simple. Um, make sure you're balancing those three macronutrients for having whatever they're having don't necessarily you don't want to take away what they're eating just make sure that they're adding like maybe when you're talking about protein um nuts nuts and seeds nuts and seeds also have healthy fats in them um you know and add a fruit to that it's just about adding little things like that and um eventually happens as well is a lot of people will have you know um a sweet tooth right and that's because they grew up with that. That's what they've known, right? And that, that that increases over time. You want more and more sweets or something more and more salty. Um, so that can, you can change that over time by gradually exposing them to foods that are maybe not as sweet initially. And taste buds do change over time. They really do. And so you want to also always educate your parents on balancing that blood sugar. If they can just understand how important balancing blood sugar is to just their overall mental wellness, that will be a huge in the right direction, a huge, huge step. And how to balance that blood sugar, once again, I, I always, I'm repeating myself and I'm very aware of this because it is so, so key. You wanna make sure you're getting those and I'm going to give you examples of healthy fats. We're talking about nuts and seeds. We're talking about um, boiled egg. You know, a lot of aging, uh, boiled eggs is so easy. You've got protein in there. You've got some healthy fats in there. Um, avocado, just a simple avocado. Or if they don't like avocado, add the avocado oil, you know. Um, and in terms of oils, we're talking, focusing mostly on olive oil avocado oil and then you got the coconut oil so these are the three oils that you can focus on to use for or just for salad dressings or to sprinkle on top of something on their salads 
So you're adding those healthy fats when you're doing that. Um, how about avoiding the margarine? A lot of our parents grew up on that margarine, right? Replace it with grass-fed butter or at least butter, One, you know, because those mm -hmm. are fats brain, your brain thrives on, okay? Um, then you've got, again, fish. Okay, that's more like a meal. And some people don't like fish. You can just have fish oil as a supplement, which is really, really rich in those healthy fats that you want for your brain. Um, and meat. A lot of aging babies don't, you know, they don't have very big appetites often, and they don't always want to eat meat. Um, there's, you don't need much. You really don't need much to get the proteins that you need to thrive on. Um, so these are all different little things that you can just add to what they're already eating. But key, the key is educate people on this. It's how, where do you find those proteins that you need? Where do you find those healthy fats that you need? And the fiber is mostly fruits and vegetables and grains. And it's all about focusing on whole foods. Really. Well, even... Even just um, as one thing for the complex carbs, right? A lot of people, if they're eating tea and toast, for instance, a lot of people eat white bread, right? So let's swap it out for a complex carb, like whole wheat or whatnot, right? Wouldn't you say that that would even just be like, even because we are we have a lot of picky eaters, right? Like at all stages of life, right? Mm -hmm. And so even like you said, one thing at a time and just start to introduce something. You don't have to do everything at once all the time out of the gate right would, would you no. agree absolutely absolutely it and it's just adding that one fruit that extra fruit that normally they don't have with their tea and toast or having that you know um the egg know, some the egg it's so yeah. easy you know or like half an avocado and maybe they, they won't like it initially, but there's different ways that you can just prepare that avocado. It can be in a smoothie. It could be you know, drizzling. What I love is just drizzling it with like olive oil and some lemon juice or like some people like balsamic vinegar, just anything that makes it tasty for them. But I think also it's if they understand how important it is to get that blood sugar balance and why, it can help with, you know, opening their minds to different foods, you know, it, because they understand how important it is. Um, and with picky eaters, sometimes supplementation really does help. You know, um, I try to not avoid supplementation because sometimes it's necessary initially, but I, it's not something that I, I recommend long term. Really want to focus on making sure they got the nutrition, right? That they're eating the whole foods, they're avoiding the processed foods. The key is about also avoiding the processed foods. When I talk about processed foods, I'm talking about like the packaged foods, right? Anything that's packaged that has a list of ingredients is, is what we call processed foods. And with that comes the chemicals that are bad for your brain, comes the bad fats that you want to be avoiding for your brain health, for your memory, which is something that we really want to be focusing on, right? When our parents are aging, how do we support that memory, right? Well, and a lot of a lot of seniors that we come in contact with that are living alone and looking maybe for retirement living or some advice are eating those packaged, 
you know, meals that they just pick up in the frozen food section because they're easy. And that's one of the main pieces of advice we give people. And then also we tell them, you know, what the difference is if they make a move, for instance, right. And there's, it's being prepped for them and it's being cooked and how much of a difference, but you have to start adding it up and you almost have to believe someone like yourself, right. To say, yes, okay, we're going to buy into this and we're going to do it because a lot of people stop doing things quicker than they see um, them benefiting them. So it's very tricky. But let's take a break, Julie. Um, everybody could get up, grab a cup of tea if you'd like, stretch your legs, and we'll see you in a couple minutes on Artful Aging with Amy on Bold Break TV. Welcome back. I'm Amy, and I'm your host of Artful Aging with Amy. Today we're talking to Julie about nutrition and brain health. When you're looking at possible malnutrition, there are many warning signs and symptoms to keep top of mind. A senior could see these signs in themselves or a caregiver might notice. Julie, could you maybe talk to us a couple, about a couple of the warning signs that either could look at that maybe is helping or starting to happen in themselves or maybe if a caregiver catches something? Yes, absolutely. Um, one warning sign that you don't want to wait till one. <laughs> starts really being problematic is memory loss, right? If you're noticing that your aging parent is forgetting things, but you're like, ah, it's normal, they're just aging, or even yourself, you know, if you're forgetting, you're like, ah, I'm just busy, I've got a busy mind. These are signs that you don't want to take lightly because loss of memory doesn't, it doesn't start at, at the end of your life. This this is a process that can like it, it can have started like 20 years ago. So you it's a long process and you want to start really um, supporting your memory like in your 40s. Like it's not too early, really isn't to make sure that you are, you know, um, not going to have any memory problems later. So loss of memory is a huge one. Next one is um, brain fog. You know, if you have troubles focusing, that is a sign that your brain is unhealthy, that it needs more support. Um, you've got anxiety and depression are huge ones in our society today. And often anxiety and depression are connected to digestive issues, by the way. So if your digestive tract and you have digestive issues, um, you might be actually... There, you might also notice that you are suffering from anxiety or mild depression or even severe depression um, your, your whole life. There's a connection. Your digestion is what we call your second brain. This is where all your feel-good chemicals are being built. So if your digestive tract is not healthy, you are not building the right feel-good chemicals you need to stay focused, happy, calm, and all those good feelings that we want, right? Then you've got mood swings, a huge one. Mood swings is an indication of often, most often than not, that you have unbalanced blood sugar. This so is you, the, the hangry, right? This is the hangry. This is, yeah. yes, absolutely. And like anger outbursts, you know, someone yeah. that's constantly getting angry and unexpectedly, right? Um, balanced blood sugar. You, that's the first thing you want to be focusing on. What else? Lack of energy. Like, you know, when you're like falling asleep at 11, you're falling asleep in the middle of the afternoon. That's another sign that you want to be taking seriously as well. So these are all signs of a brain that needs more support. 
And there's different ways of supporting that brain. With food, as I mentioned, you want to, first thing you want to do is balance that blood sugar. Okay, first, first thing. When it comes to mental health, you don't, I cannot I stress that enough. And another way is also with supplements. There are different supplements that you can take to, to help you feel better, to help you deal with the stress, to help you feel with the mood, deal with the mood swings, because we're all biochemically different. So some of us are maybe not making the, some feel-good chemicals that we need to have those balanced moods. For example, fish oil is the number one supplement I recommend for anyone um, because it's so rich in omega-3 fats. And we want to be giving our bodies, our brains, omega-3 fats. Why? Because our brains and our bodies don't produce them. We need to get these fats from the food that we eat eat. So if our diet is not rich in omega-3 fats, please make sure you're getting them from supplements. Okay. Your brain really needs those free fats. Then you've got supplements like GABA, which is something that it's a uh, amino acid that which is comes from the protein. That's one of those building blocks I was talking about. Okay. Um, and some of us are not making a lot of those building blocks, certain building blocks. And one of them is GABA. And GABA helps with stress. <laughs> if you have someone, you're caring for someone or even yourself, and you find that you easily get overwhelmed, that you easily get stressed out when there's lots going on in your life, GABA can truly, truly help just calm that nervous system, calm that brain down. And it just allows you to deal with the situation a lot calmer, right? Um, people will have those, like that hamster wheel going on in their heads. You know, those people that are maybe maybe a bit more obsessive compulsive behavior. We we all know that. Don't judge me, Julie. Ah, no, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say myself as well. So some of, um, for that kind of behavior, like that hamster wheel or obsessive compulsive a little bit there on the side, 5-HTP is it? beautiful supplement you can have because from the 5-HTP you are building serotonin and serotonin is one of those feel-good chemicals that we need to have balanced moods and it just helps to calm down that little hamster wheel of ours. Um, another one that's very very common that I recommend is L-tyrosine. That's again for people who have troubles with their brain fog, uh, difficulty focusing, or just people that don't, you, you, we all know people that tend to not always make the best decisions or very spontaneous. They do things before they think. This is often because it's their executive brain, which is the front part of the brain, that's maybe just needs a little bit more support. And L-tyrosine can really, really help us make better decisions, remain focused, um, and just be able to plan, organize, and all those good things. So these are very common supplements that I end up recommending for my, my clients because it just, once your brain works right, and once you're, you are better, you are in a better position to make better decisions. A lot of people say, well, oh, I want to lose weight. Okay. Let's get your brain right first. Let's make sure your brain's healthy and you're making good decisions because if your brain is healthy and it works right, 
you will be able to make better decisions when it comes to your health, when it comes to your weight, when it comes to making that choice between the apple and the donut, you will make better decisions. So you should put the apple in the donut and then, yeah. <laughs> well, then you get the <laughs> It's true though. And like, and there's lots of other things that go along with that, right? There's stuff that I'm even dealing with in my life, like proper sleep and all these other things. Oh and, and instead of just looking at some people just focus in on, like I said, a specific diet or whatnot, but you're right. Get your brain working properly and don't concentrate so much on being specific, right? And so that you can get the brain going properly, the sleep properly, and things start to get and move easier as yeah. what I'm finding. Now, we didn't yeah. talk about this, but yeah, lifestyle is super key. So for we'll sure. Yeah. We have so much stuff, Julie. We're going to have to do a second show. Let's go for a break. <laughs> Up next aging with Amy. Julie and I are going to discuss my favorite two P words, which is prevention and pro proactivity. Of course, you're not going to want to miss this. So stay tuned. I'll see you in a few minutes. Welcome back to Artful Aging with Amy. I hope you had a minute to get up and get stretched uh, and have your coffee or your tea. As usual, let's discuss prevention and how to be proactive and mindful in your eating. I know that you have a lot of suggestions for us. Could you please give us a few suggestions that um, our audience could do, either caregivers or seniors, that might work for them? Yes, of course. Um, so the first thing um, I recommend is every time you have a meal, every time you're having a snack, first thing you can ask yourself, is this good for my brain or is this bad for my This is a simple question but that could really help you make better decisions. I have to ask you, does that mean that it makes your brain happy? Because a chocolate bar is good for my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and actually chocolate <laughs> can be good. Now you can ask yourself, okay, what chocolate, what chocolate yeah. bar can I pick, right? So there's all, so it's good for my brain versus is it bad for my brain? And another thing also is every time you're having a meal, you're having a snack, always think, do I have proteins in here? Do I have, this is just a simple way. Like it doesn't, do I have proteins? Do I have some healthy fats? Am I getting some fiber? So let's take that donut, you know, that sometimes is very tempting, right? Well, okay, you look at the donut. Am I getting protein in here? Yeah, I don't think so. Am I getting sugar? Oh yeah, I'm getting a lot of carbs, but I'm getting simple carbs. I'm not getting fiber. Am I getting healthy fats? No, you're getting bad fats. So this is definitely something you want to avoid, right? Um, then you've got the healthy mu homemade muffin, right? With And in the muffin, you've got maybe some uh, pumpkin and you've got some nuts and seeds and it was made with coconut oil. These are all things your brain thrives on, okay? So am I in that muffin? Do I have those proteins? Yeah, I've got I've got the nuts. You know, am I getting some uh, those complex carbohydrates? Yes, the pumpkin in there and the flour. If it's you know, depending on what kind of flour you've got in there, but it's mostly the pumpkin, the fruits and veg, the fruits that you'll put in there. You know what I did, Julie, when I started learning um, what proteins were, what fats were, what yes. complex, I literally went online and I said, what are good fats? What are good proteins? What not? And I printed and I put them on my fridge while well, I was trying yeah. to learn this. Right. And so you're looking at the fridge and you don't have to guess. It's just, yep. is it on the list? Right. 
Exactly. And there's actually there's actually like a um, uh, a chart that I provide my clients where it's like you've got these foods. They're like there's three bubbles. One is proteins. One is healthy fats and one are complex carbohydrates. And some are some actually between themselves because some foods have all three. So it really helps to visualize for people. And absolutely, I agree. I put that on your fridge, you know, and another really simple thing to um, that can really help make sure that you're getting the nutrients that you need. How many, how much color is in my plate? Go get the colors of the rainbow. Um, the more color you have in your plate, that means you're getting um, those fruits and vegetables. You're getting that fiber that you need to balance the blood sugar. And you're getting those antioxidants that you need to have a healthy immune system. So you want color. If your plate is bland, because you've got the rice and then you've got the piece of bread, like, okay, I need to add color here. What can I do to add color? So that's a simple tip that's, that can be very helpful for our aging parents, but also for our kids, for ourselves, you know. Um, another, another trick is, well, trick, tip is, Avoid anything that's packaged. You know, as soon as it's packaged, good chance it's filled with chemicals that are not good for your brain. And it's filled with the bad fats. Those vegetables, when I say bad fats, I'm talking those vegetable oils. And processed foods, that's, that's what they use. They use vegetable oils because it's cheap. It's easy, you know. Um, so and those are like the, Corn oil, canola oil. These are the oils I'm talking about. Um, soya oil. Um, yeah, like safflower oil. These are all bad oils for your brain, unfortunately, because of the way they've been processed. It's mostly because of that. Now, to avoid the processed foods, what else? Okay, anything that's whole. So if you're avoiding packaged foods, what else can I eat? Anything that's whole, that's, that once flew, that once ran, you know, that, uh, that once swam, that once was grown in, 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 our, in, our, in the earth, you know, it's just, it's whole. It's, it was, it's not in a packaged envelope in plastic, it's whole. There's no list, ingredient list. So avoid the processed foods, include whole foods instead. And that allows it to keep it simple as well. A whole food is just like a banana, an apple, you know, get that cucumber, slice it up, um, you know, take a few pieces of carrots, um, have a few nuts in your hand for snack, right? Then you've got, oh yeah, the vegetable oils, as I mentioned, avoid that. If you just want to make sure you're getting the right oils to cook, focus on three oils. Olive oil, uh, avocado oil, and you've got the coconut oil. These are the main ones to keep it simple and you know that they're healthy for your brain, okay? Um, then you've got the colors of the rainbow, as I mentioned, and create those habits. Find those simple recipes that you enjoy and repeat the process. Just make five, five seven recipes that you enjoy and just know when am I going to have this throughout the week when am I gonna when I'm gonna have this meal throughout the week and just 
plan it in your schedule. Repeat it. It doesn't have to always be new and different. It could be the same as long as you're getting those nutrients that you need. And one thing I didn't mention is hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Like water is so key. Our brain is 80% water. We need water. And if you want to make sure you're getting enough water, it's basically an easy way of knowing how much water you need is half your weight in ounces is pretty much how much water you need for a healthy brain. Okay. And someone who's dehydrated uh, will have behavior issues. Like if you see behavior issues in your aging parents, like, like, you know, like really mood swings or like outbursts or look at how much water they're drinking. Look at how much water they're drinking. And it helps with energy as well. For sure. And it's, it's, it's a daunting task when you're trying to add that water and you're not used to it. But once you get doing it, it's like second nature. I mean, I've got jugs of water. I have them here, right? Just jugs of them. But and you can have tea, right? water. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, herbal tea. That's well, what I Julie, like I said, we've got like 12 shows worth of stuff. So we're going to have to bring you back on. But I, want, I wanted to thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. And for extra information on Julie, head over to artfulagingwithamy.com. And her bio is there and links to her website. Julie, thanks again for coming on. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Amy. For the break, we're going to talk about my top tips for today. Stay tuned and I'll see you in a few minutes. Welcome back. Today's conversation was full of great tips and suggestions and frankly, how we can all eat no matter what age or stage you're at. I know with Eva, who's four, we have to do a lot of workarounds because she is quite a picky eater. And I've found ways to sneak protein in and fat into her meal without her really realizing it. And we really lean hard into the vegetables she likes. She loves peas. She loves broccoli and asparagus, which just happened to be super green, which is beneficial. So she gets those. Bitten. Even my husband the other day um, minced in some broccoli into our tomato sauce. And I didn't even know he did it. And it was terrific because you don't always have to be obvious about what you're doing, especially when you're prepping for somebody else. You could always hide the vegetables or hide um, the, the proteins and fats in, uh, even using a little bit of, of collagen powder or something just to help with a little bit of a boost. If you're uh, interested in the tea and toast, um, sorry, tea and toast syndrome blog that I wrote that I was talking about, head over to artfulagingwithamy.com for the link and you can have a read there. So my top tips for today, if you were wondering, my tip number one is like Julie was saying, eat whole foods, avoid the processed foods. A lot of our seniors are eating processed foods because they don't cook anymore or because, um, you know, they don't go for grocery whatnot and they grab these because they think, okay, well, eating something is better than nothing, which, you know, generally I guess would be true, but they're not actually fueling their body. And for all those reasons Julie talked about today, we need to fuel our bodies. And so if you have an aging loved one that's eating these meals, See if you can do some meal prep together or see if you can even boil a couple of eggs and have them in the fridge. There's lots of workarounds for it. But first, you know, the first step is becoming aware of what's actually happening. Tip two, as Julie said, again, is balance your macros, which is the protein, the healthy fats and the carbo, uh, the complex carbs uh, that will help 
keep your blood sugar elevated. That'll help not get hangry, which is that up and down. Uh, I have definitely had this in my life. And I know, you know, if I haven't eaten properly in the morning, I know now because I'm always trying to balance it. And so if I miss out on a protein or something in the morning, my body tells me now, but you have to get there. And so stay the course and, and, and add in these macros and just stay for a while and let them adapt to your body. Number three uh, is drink the water. So again, half your body weight in ounces. So if you're 150 pounds, you should be about in um, about nine, eight ounce glasses of water a day. It gets tricky. Like I said, I have a water jug that I refill multiple times a day. Eventually you get used to it and you start your body starts craving that water. It, like Julie said, if you can't drink that much water or you have a mental block about it, drink tea drink something um, like put some lemon in it or some orange in it, um, anything that kind of navigate that a bit to get that water intake up. I know that um, I'm always kind of harping on my husband to get more water as well, um, but it really does help. So there you have it. Next week's show, we're going to be looking at modifications to what you can do to your home as we age in place with our guest Margot. If you've enjoyed today's show, I would love if you could like us and share the show with your network, help other people find our show. As you know, we are full of um, interesting information from all different areas, um, depending on what people are interested. You, there's something for everybody, really. Um, and you can also find over at artfulaging. Uh, sorry, artfulagingwithamy.com. You can find links to everybody's bio. You can find um, free downloads, different blogs, all sorts of information to help you with your journey. It's all there. So, so you can just head over. And also, um, if you have a minute and you can like our YouTube channel, that would be great too. That way you'll be notified when we post a new show and uh, it helps spread the word and helps get us recognized. So that would be terrific. So thank you so much for joining us today. Again, this is Artful Aging with Amy on Bold Brave. And from me to all of you, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday. You've been listening to Artful Aging with host Amy. Many folks just like you feel they're alone in their journey in helping a loved one or caregiver. So tune in each week and let Amy show you that help is around the corner and is just one conversation away here on Artful Aging.